Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. A lot of people turn into the feed early to hear my piano work. Oh, that's all they get of it. That's it. A little ditty. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, walking to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly. We're broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South here in Las Vegas. Oh, brought to you by Masterclass. It's really important at this point in the show, you understand that our entire program is brought to you by Masterclass. That should be very clear. And then we're also going to talk about other stuff as well. So here he is, Preach the Love, Penn Gillette. Yeah, here I am preaching love for Masterclass. Oh, we're going to talk a lot about Masterclass later. I like talking about Masterclass. It's not even really, not even really uh, an advertisement. We usually just get to talk about stuff we're learning. Right. Uh, there's a lot to learn at Masterclass.com slash pen. Get 50% off right now at Masterclass.com slash pen. Masterclass.com slash pen. I guess I really, I realized something for the first time today. What's that? I don't need to point. You know, when I say, when you're going to say pen, oh, yeah, I yeah, point yeah. to you. I just realized I didn't point and the other of you were looking at me. You still did it right. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. At the time of this recording. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about the Chiefs winning? <laughs> Man, they are really, that was impressive. Yeah, something else. Now, isn't this a, a lot of, I get the feeling. Just say a score right now, just for fun. Uh, 36 to 12. <laughs> okay, that's a really weird score. 12 is a weird one for sure. Multiples of six is not the way to go with the way, I guess it's just all field goals, um, but that's fine. How much you, is it a touchdown six? Yeah, but then you always have an extra point option or a two point conversion. Option. So six is not a good choice? Uh, 12 is, 36 is a fine choice. 12 is a hard one. Why is that? I guess you're just kicking four field goals or you're kicking two. Why would you just two touchdowns? And then missing both extra points? Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> That's I really just think, funny. I just think the losing team had a dipshit kicker. <laughs> All right, so that's enough. That if we're right on that. That's going to be pretty great. The losing team had a dipshit kicker. Yeah, I like that. I, I don't even need the score. <laughs> losing team had a dipshit kicker. That's also iambic pentameter. <laughs> so uh, another giant- It almost is. It almost it's is. It's a feminine. It's yeah. a feminine iambic pentameter. Yeah. <laughs> losing team had a dipshit kicker. Yeah. Oh, it's really nice. You could hear Shakespeare say that. You could. Yeah. You could. False staff at the, at the, <laughs> the bar. <laughs> For sure. Losing team. Yeah. Falstaff, the, the happy rotund fellow. Yes. The, if you took everything I knew about the Super Bowl and everything I knew about the Merry Wives of Windsor <laughs> and you put them together, you would have a scintillating 35 seconds. I played Falstaff in the Merry Wives of Windsor in high school. Did you? I did. Yeah. Then they made me a fat suit. Oh, I see. Now I could just play Falstaff. 
You wouldn't even need to put the beard on. You got a beard. I got the beard. Did you wear a fake fuck fuck beard? No, fake beard. What'd you call me? Fuck beard. <laughs> you heard me, fuck beard. <laughs> um, in my senior year of high school, one of my, uh, I guess, admirable traits was I could grow a full beard. Wow. Yeah. We had guys like that at our mm-hmm. high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't talk to them. No, no. 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 Uh, in high school, uh, I couldn't grow a full single facial hair. <laughs> I believe I did not have a single facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. And even this, what I have right now yeah. on my face, yeah. this is months. Yes. If I were to shave to get this back would be like three months. Well, that and you also, uh, you, you do uh, several acts where you burn your facial hair off anyway. I do that. I burn my facial hair off. Yeah. I do that. So you, you have an uphill battle, so to speak. <laughs> right. But you're being much, much too kind to my testosterone. <laughs> uh, without any burning whatsoever, I am smooth faced. No, is it? A- you are hair suit. I am smooth. <laughs> I can tell you what happens. Uh, the hair came quickly to the face and then everywhere else. Mm. I remember being at a, a bar with my friends wearing a tank top, listening to bands and uh, a friend of mine tugged on my, the hair on the back of my shoulder. And I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> What's happening? And he goes, you got some back hair going on there, buddy. And I was like, no. Surely I, I won't be one of those people. Yeah. And here I am. Well, I've always said. A gorilla. Matt Donnelly's a really nice guy. He'd give you the hair off his back. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Gordesky joke about Robin Williams. Robin's a nice guy. He'd give you the hair off his back. <laughs> no, I've never been a particularly hairy guy. Yeah. Never. But that's got to be more genetic too, right? I don't have much chest hair. How how far is this exam going? (laughs) I don't even have a lot of pubic hair. I'll take you. Can I take your word for it? Sure. Okay, good. Sure. I'm not lying about it. (laughs) Might as well. My legs aren't particularly hairy. Yeah. No. I had a lot of hair on my head, but even that's thinning a little bit. But fuck me, I'm 68. Yeah. Fuck me. I can lose some hair. I I think a lot of 60 year olds like that head of hair. Yeah. But there I am. There I am. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Now, I got some friends. Uh-oh. I, I guess I shouldn't even talk about this because it's what everybody would be talking about, right? There's nothing interesting about this. They bought lifetime seats at Allegiant Stadium. The lifetime box, the most expensive you can buy. Yes. For lifetime seats. Yeah. They bought it. Like a million fucking dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bought the fucking seats. Yeah. Super Bowl comes along. Yeah. Which is, whoa, we've got those seats, right? 45000 a seat to buy their own seats. Wow. That's so upsetting. Another 90 grand. Now, of course, it was in the contract. Oh, by the way, if there's anything you actually want to see, you got to buy your tickets again anyway. That's upsetting, though. Because that's supposed to be one of the perks of being one of those, you know, you, you put out a bunch of money early on just to, it's it's supposed to go back the other way. You're supposed to get a little couple like, ha ha, I won on this deal. Yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 but the, honestly, I they, think anybody that buys that knows. Yeah, that. I know. Yeah, it's only dipshits that don't buy it that don't know it. I and you know what? They could use the money. Allegiant could use the sure, money. Sure, sure. I mean, they're spending a lot, a lot of money on. Are there are free snacks when you go to the Super Bowl? If you buy a suite mm-hmm. for a million dollars mm-hmm. plus plus a forty five thousand a seat, yeah, it comes with a vending machine. It, <laughs> It takes hundreds. Vacuum-packed kettle corn from <laughs> some off-brand company. <laughs> no, they do like 
But it's dumb, though. It's still like Kobe beef hot dogs, which is like, if you want the high end, I mean, you don't care about this anyway. Right. You'd be like, how are the onions and how are they cooked? Yeah. Um, but but even for I regular- I like raw onions. For, oh, there you go. I remember one book I read. I yeah. remember I read a book. Yeah. Uh, a long time ago, I read a book. <laughs> and a guy said in the book, one of the characters said, he went in to a diner. Yeah. And said, give me a hamburger and a raw onion. I want to eat it like an apple. Oh. And I've always thought that's the kind of guy I want to be. That's not the kind of guy I want to kiss. I'll tell you that much <laughs> right now. <laughs> just onion beef breath. Like, hey, I just get back from lunch. No shit. <laughs> we, we smelled you two minutes before you came in. But isn't that a good image? Biting an yes. onion? That's a good one. But I'm saying I do like onions. For a Kobe- and I love kraut. I'm a kraut loving motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All you need is a hot dog roll with kraut and onions and mustard, and you're done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't need that pig asshole in there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why brag about a Kobe beef hot dog? You're saying like, this is the highest end beef that we've created. We're gonna shove it into a meat casing like we do with the cheapest shit that we can't <laughs> otherwise sell. Wouldn't you like the cheapest form of it? And then spice it up. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a it just it just seems like you a put a carrot in there. It's fine. You did you made yeah. your wife made the pickled carrot. Yeah, uh, vegan dog that was so good, so good, better than a regular dog. Because no matter who you are, no matter who you fucking are, yeah, I don't care who you fucking are. When you are eating a hot dog, yeah, you have creepy thoughts. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. I remember when I loved hot dogs, yeah. I had creepy thoughts. Yeah. From the time I was like 11, this yeah. is a creepy thing I'm eating. Is it all pig anuses? It can't all be pig anuses. No, there must be something else in there less pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little nauseated. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like but, the carrot over the, even the vegan, the tofu dog. I like a car- uh, the carrot I don't like dog. any of the, the, fake, the fake sausages and the fake, uh, yeah. they're not good. They're not good. Right. There will be. They'll be good soon, but they're yeah, not yeah. good now. That's yeah, for yeah. sure. So I the, wonder when we have all what's called clean meat and they're culturing it all from cloned cells mm-hmm. and growing it in proper factories that use less water and less protein to make it. Yes. And it's all completely ethical. Mm-hmm. Are they going to, to make hot dogs? Are they going to clone like big asshole? <laughs> and just, oh boy, some people want that. Technically, because it's stem cells, it's vegan. But uh, this is, we do grow it in the shape of an asshole (laughs) and then chop it up. Yeah. And throw in some spices and stuff it in a cultured intestine. Yeah. Uh, When I first realized that what they put on the outside of hot dogs is an intestine. Yes. I never really believed that. Is that true? That is true. true? Oh, I don't know if it's still true. I don't know what they make casings out of. Depends on the sausage. Depends on the sausage. What else would they use? I forget the name of it, but there's a manufactured product for ah, it. And uh, what about Scrapple? You've had Scrapple, uh, right? I've had Scrapple. Scrapple is the stuff that's not good enough to put in hot dogs. It's also, it's a bizarre thing to eat as well. I was I, I shot a movie in Ohio back when I was well, trying to be, I think uh, of Scrapple as Pennsylvania, but go ahead. That's, that was in, you know, Western, uh, Eastern Ohio is Western PA. It would crossed over, but I, there was a big Scrapple diner place at this movie shoot location. I got to tell you, if you on a grill... If you have really crisp scrapple and eggs, it's it's pretty good. Teller is a big scrapple lover. Also, I think scrapple is so much filler, you could probably take the meat out of scrapple. Yeah. Vegan scrapple is probably easy. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. We've t- we've covered everything we Vegan care about scrapple. in the Super Bowl. 
<laughs> Barry Sanders. You like Barry Sanders? I like Barry Sanders. Yeah. Well, I did a bit with him. What? Yeah. Barry Sanders. We had Barry Sanders. And Roger McGuinn. Who's Do you the, know who Barry Sanders is? Yes. Okay. I, he's a guy who showed up at our trip. <laughs> Dressed as the king of clubs. I think if you watched his highlights, even you would really enjoy them. And Barry it, Sanders was an incredible athlete, but he was really fast and really good at making people miss tackles. So you go on these really long, crazy runs. Mm-hmm. So I think you would even enjoy his highlights. Uh, well, I sat, you know, we had, we had the honors show with, with Keegan-Michael. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Key yeah. And uh, we had to sit in the audience for a little bit of it, which means you watch some highlight stuff. And I got to tell you, I've never considered myself a particularly empathetic guy. Yeah. But I sat there going, oh, ah, ah. it just looks like everything hurts. Yeah. And then we're backstage with the players going to go out and get awards. And like one of them's on crutches. Yeah. And lots of neck tattoos. Neck tattoos, very popular with the football players. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm not the biggest guy. You're I'm right. usually the biggest guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Not, not, not many of them taller than me. Yeah. But all of them more broad-shouldered than me. Yeah. And they all get up to thank uh, Jesus Christ. Said, if you believed in Jesus Christ, you could win this football award too. <laughs> That's right. You could. Yeah. And you all the, Name all, a heathen who's won it. Yeah, exactly. Name a heathen who's won it. You got to be in that category. And one guy, big guy, you know, my height and probably 100 pounds heavier than me, and I didn't think there was much fat. <laughs> he looked wicked strong, yeah, wicked crazy yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah. And he was, I was standing backstage and he was in a line of other people. They were going to go out. They were maybe a whole team, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And they, he was looking at me. And I, for a long time, for a long time, he kind of looked at me. Then when I look over, he'd be looking away. I talked to Glenn a little more and I look over, he'd be looking away. I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. long time mm-hmm. it was like 10 minutes and he walked over and said excuse me mr gillette i'm a huge fan of yours wow i just wanted to say since i was a child i've been watching and i love all the stuff you do and it's a pleasure to meet you and such an honor wow he was so polite and so nice and i was already relieved he didn't come over to hit me because <laughs> at that point i don't know right excuse me you ever stoop a girl named Debbie? <laughs> exactly. Or any of my other Diner, sins. waitress, and Poughkeepsie. Any of my other sins. I mean, the reasons you could have to hit me are myriad. <laughs> I've read your books. <laughs> yeah. Smack. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't even matter what book. I read something. Bad. <laughs> uh, and then he stood there. Yeah. Very politely. Took like four breaths and walked over to tell her. And I assume said similar stuff. Unless he went over and went, why are you keeping that guy down? He'd be so much better you, without you. Do you know where he'd be? He wasn't dragging your ass. <laughs> um, it was very nice. Very nice. Yeah. But Barry Sanders, who had to, uh, I, I was talking to Keegan. Uh, Michael Key? Yeah, but I think you can just call him Keegan when you're around him. Oh, I thought you were hesitating on his last name. No. So we're rehearsing. It's the afternoon dress rehearsal. And uh, and uh, Barry Sanders, who I remembered his name. You excited about that? I am. Barry Sanders um, was in his full King of Clubs outfit. Yeah. He's dressed as a King of Clubs off the card. So he's got a scepter, and he's got a crowd, and he's dressed like, you know, Alice in Wonderland, King of Clubs. <laughs> and he's got tights on and little shoes, right? <laughs> 
and I go over and beat him. Thanks so much for doing this, Mr. Sanders. It's a pleasure to have you here. This will be really funny. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, nice to meet you. He's very kind, very soft-spoken, and um, not very talkative, uh-huh. but polite. Nice. Is this the bit you normally do with Georgie? Uh, a bit we normally don't do. Oh, okay. Never mind. Just kind of, kind of a, a bit we did a once on Arsenio. Okay. Yeah. So he was taking, yeah, it was played, Georgie played the part, yeah. Yes, okay. Georgie was the queen of hearts. Yes. He's the king of clubs. And I'm standing with Keegan. Barry Sanders is standing there, standing there, standing there. And he goes over and he's talking to someone about the prop. And I said to Keegan, this is the moment I love most in show business. This is the instant that Barry has forgotten he's in a costume. Don't you love that moment? Don't you love that moment? And Keegan was just laughing his ass off because there's a guy in a crown and a scepter and the whole thing going, uh, this thing down here where the where the cloth attaches, is that going to be? <laughs> it's, it's the greatest moment in show business. It remind me of on the Munsters, you know, the um, – the uh, television program, yeah, where they had Fred Gwynn dressed as Frankenstein, yes, and they would say that crew guys would come over to him in his full makeup and say, "Hey, Fred, you working today?" <laughs> made made me laugh so much, so much. <laughs> so I wanted to have someone go over to him, and go, "Are you in this bit?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there's that moment. And it's not as funny with Piff because he's so comfortable in the costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not much That he really is that person. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't make a difference. But for Barry, there was that moment. He's standing there like, oh, I'm here ready to do a show with Penn and Teller. I've got my scepter. I've got my crown. I'm dressed as the king of clubs. It's kind of a dipshit, but I'm part of the joke. And I'm in on the joke, and that's really good. And what what size screw is that over there? (laughs) Are you using a ratchet on that thing? Because uh, I wanted to know what kind of spanner you have on the. <laughs> it's that moment. Yeah, yeah. And boy, uh, I tell her always thought that I gave less of a fuck than anybody about the bits we're doing. Yeah. You know, because Teller gets very flappy backstage. Mm-hmm. And he was saying before we went on live TV. For the honors show. We ha- we haven't done this right once. We haven't done this right once. And I was saying, I, I don't care. It will be fine. It doesn't make <laughs> any difference. I, we're out there with Keegan. Yeah. How bad can things go? If you push the prop off stage and no one sees it, yeah. Keegan can do that six minutes by himself. Right. Okay. And now we've given him something to talk about. There's no problems. But Teller's got problems. Okay. But... Then we go back, and we've never, ever once rehearsed it with Roger. We've never rehearsed it once with Roger Goodell. Never once. Mm-hmm. He's done it with other people because we were in New York, but we haven't done it with, with him. Okay. We've never gone through it. Every time we've done it, the part of Roger Goodell has been played by either Zeke or Nate mm-hmm. with a microphone on mm-hmm. doing Roger's part. Got it. He's never done it. And... He and Bernie Sanders are the only ones in the prop, none of our guys, and they have to communicate in there, and they have to do the timing. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, Teller, I don't give a fuck, but Teller wants to talk to Roger Goodell before the bit, which we've never talked to him before. Man. Okay? I just have to, like, these are two figures that I've seen. I'm around Teller, but I've never been around Roger Goodell. Yeah. 
But picturing those two energies actually being in a room feels like, no, you can't write that. That's a mistake. So he's in makeup. Okay. And we go in. Yeah. Okay. And I go, I walk in first. I go, hey, hey, Raj. He goes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, ben. Yeah. I'm doing that thing with you. Yeah. 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 And I go, yeah, we're doing that thing with you. And we want to say that after you get ready, when you're ready, you have to signal to Barry. Uh, just give him a nice firm knock. So he, he goes to the next step. You know, so yeah. And we said, well, we, you know, you ran through it uh, with our guys and you didn't ever give the signal. Right. And he said, well, you know, if, it, uh, if I don't do it, someone else. I said, no, 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 no. And tell said, no, no one else will do it. If you don't give the signal, then Barry won't make the move and the trick will not happen. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and Teller reiterates, no, when you're in position and everything's okay, just a couple times so that Barry knows to make the next move and then we're all set. We're just waiting for you to do that. Yeah, okay. Uh, hey, thanks a lot for thinking of me, guys. Okay, now let me see. <laughs> he could not. So we leave. <laughs> and I said, wow, wow. We just, no one gives the slightest fuck about this trick. <laughs> and Teller says, you and Roger don't give the slightest fuck about this trick. <laughs> he said, I think. Me, Barry, and Keegan do care about this trick. It's just the two people that have the most important roles right. don't give a fuck about this trick. And that's what's troubling me. I said, I think it's really funny. So we're backstage with Keegan. And yeah. Keegan says, everything okay with Roger? We haven't ever run it with Roger. Right? I said, well, he's got to give the signal. And Keegan says, uh, I said, I think there's about... 75% chance he gives a signal. And Keegan says, what happens if he doesn't give the signal? I said, well, um, the trick freezes at that point. And nothing can go on because there's safety issues. And Barry has been told not to do the next move until he gets the signal from, from uh, Roger. Yeah. So Keegan says, so Barry doesn't, doesn't appear. I said, no, Barry doesn't appear. He goes, so what happens? I said, you and I get to improvise until it's commercial time <laughs> or until they get tired. I said, so I'm guessing we're talking about Texas. He says, why are we talking about Texas? I said, because you're from Detroit and I'm from Massachusetts and no one gives a fuck about those two places. <laughs> I said, so we'll be talking about Texas. And I said, then the papers the next day will say, Keegan and Ped were so good on stage, they didn't even talk about Gaza till an hour and 15 minutes of waiting for Roger to go. <laughs> Keegan says, well, is one of I said, no, none of our guys are around. Our guys are backstage. It's actually one of my uh, favorite traits about Penn and Teller. Magicians pride themselves on having outs yeah. on, <laughs> on having backup methods yeah and, and, and multiple rehearsals where you brought in other magic people yeah there always comes a time when you first rehearse a really weird or complicated magic trick oh this is complicated yeah. and they go oh wow so what's your out on that <laughs> and you and teller both go like oh. 
We're going to find out. We're going to find out what the out is. We'll be as surprised as you are. 40 years in show business. So, so Teller says, well, I, I'm not mic'd. And I'm right over there walking him into the thing. I could say to him, don't forget to knock. I said, yeah, you can say that if you want. Yeah. And he said, I'm also on the other side. The camera will probably be on you and Keegan. I can yell, would you knock, Roger? <laughs> I said, sure, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, like, in that case, I want to get you mic'd. <laughs> And then Will tell, you knock, Roger? <laughs> and then Teller, Teller said, which is which is great. Teller said, and Keegan also said, one of the run throughs, Ben, you you forgot to have me pick a card before you revealed the card. <laughs> I said, <laughs> so I said to Keegan, who's the one who knows magic here, Keegan? You or me? I said, you just do your part, okay? He said, well, I, I should probably pick the card bef before you reveal the card. I said, yeah, you probably should. So around like minute eight, <laughs> when you and Keegan are like, you know, they actually aren't part of any federal power grid. They run, <laughs> they have their own power grid. Yeah. That's yeah. severed from and the rest a of whole the nation. Col colony out there that you can't get to. Um, Will you knock, Roger? <laughs> Will you knock, please? <laughs> For the love of Christ, knock. <laughs> Weirdest bit ever. <laughs> and then we're backstage. L Key, which is a great name, by the way. Yeah. L Key. Yes. Keegan is her is her husband. Mm -hmm. And she was the producer of the whole thing. Ah. Right. She she comes in. She goes, um, uh, it's really tense backstage. <laughs> You gotta know that it's really, really tense, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's running the whole show. And it's a live show. Okay. With a lot of football players, a lot of prompters, a lot of cameras all over the place. And she's producing. I'll just say right here no other magician, duo or not, would build the trick where they're not the ones who knock. <laughs> To be very clear. <laughs> and quite personally, Penn, the fact that you personally absolved yourself from knocking. <laughs> so we're backstage and Elle is there. Mm -hmm. And Elle is very funny. Oh, she's a great writer. Really funny. I really liked her. Keegan is the best, yeah. right? And she's back there going, uh, uh, Roger comes up from the audience. He's wearing a jacket. He has to have the jacket off to go in the prop. And so I'll tell her, take the jacket off. We got to get the jacket. I said, are you, are you saying that you, you want to jack off, Roger? And she said, uh, 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 shut up. Uh, <laughs> I said, missile. I said, uh, I want to just tell you that I think that's inappropriate and I'm going to uh, human resource. I'm going to HR right now and say you were talking about jacking off people when you're the producer because there's a power imbalance. <laughs> and I said, I, I feel very, I feel very threatened. She said, Penn, we're just trying to figure out how to get the jacket. Oh, stop it. And I said, now you're using your power to muzzle me and I'm going to human resources. I said, although we could all jack them off, we could just kind of make a circle that no one could see. <laughs> and she said, Pat, we've got to figure out. I said, I know, I know, I know you think it's important, but my feelings also matter. 
And she is laughing, but she is also trying she's, to get she's, through. She's conflicted. <laughs> she has, she's experiencing inner conflict. Yeah, she is. A little bit of inner conflict. <laughs> it was really funny. And Teller saying, uh, don't, don't forget to have them pick the card and don't forget to say the name of the card before, we, if we reveal Barry as the king of clubs and you haven't said king of clubs, it won't have the impact. I go, oh, we'll see. Maybe I will. 48 years in show business. <laughs> One of the biggest names in modern magic. And you have to be reminded to have the person pick the card <laughs> for the card trick. I've got other stuff in my mind. <laughs> Unfortunately, the other stuff. And there's I, evidence to support that you need reminding. <laughs> yeah. And Kagan yeah. was a little troubled mm -hmm. that one of the people he was working with was giving a 25% chance of total failure <laughs> as he walked out of live TV. <laughs> You know what happened when Roger got into position? Boom. You know what happened after that? Barry. Sheer Carver's the king of clubs. Is that correct? Boom. That's what happened. It went off without a hitch. Without a hitch. Perfectly. And afterwards, I went to tell her, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Roger and I had it. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> the two weak links held. <laughs> Just so you know, the two weak links held very, very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well. Mr. Frederick Dale's like, I run the largest sports business in the entire planet. You think I don't know how to knock on a fucking door? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You think I need a pep talk on that? <laughs> I move billions. Billions. I move billions. Yeah. In fact, while you're talking about this knocking shit, I'm moving billions right now. You think again? <laughs> knock on a fucking door. He had no trouble with that. And Barry. I'm going to knock. You want to know why? I got places to be. Yeah. <laughs> the longer the longer it takes me to knock, the longer I'm in this fucking hell hole. <laughs> and I also should say, don't say to Barry Sanders, you're going to have to push this a little bit hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know who said it. Whether it was Zeke or whether it was Nate, it was not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of them told Barry, make sure you do this firmly. <laughs> so it was off the hinges. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, we told Barry Sanders, when you hear this knock, push this hard. Oh, boy. Okay? And get into position quickly. Those are the things we told them. <laughs> He's like, is it a sled mounted with 400 pounds of weight? Because I still just shove those around in my backyard. Yeah. yeah, it was it was exactly that. I mean, it was like it was like a Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> he was just in position, and everything that he went by was broken. Yeah, <laughs> the thing that you built for a show, girl. Yeah. 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 It turns out lightning fast reflexes and immense amounts of strength come in handy. No so, problem. So Georgie had yeah. to push it a little bit firmly. Yeah. I think Barry just had a look at it. <laughs> oh, fuck. The, you know, the whole, all the mirror setup just goes, oh, fuck. Get out of the way. Here comes Barry Sanders. 
And then the joke was that we didn't. I also said, and boy, L liked this. Uh, it was, it was, it's, it's a little funny. When he brought up Roger Goodall, I just called him the guy from the audience. <laughs> I never said his name once. <laughs> Let's move the guy from the audience over there. Let's get the guy. Where's the guy? Get the guy over there. Well, because he is the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, the punchline at the end was uh, us saying, we got to turn Barry back to the guy from the audience. That's the trick. And it was Keegan saying, this is Barry Sanders. We're not doing the second half of the trick. We're keeping him. And then looking out at Roger's wife oh, yeah. and saying, Jane, is it okay if we, she goes, oh, sure. <laughs> oh, that's a good bit. <laughs> that so he was bit. just gone. That yeah, was just yeah. gone. That's very funny. That's very funny. <laughs> I was also very aware that while we were talking after that, he was in a little dark space, really uncomfortable. It was built for someone much smaller than Roger. <laughs> He's a pretty big guy too. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you, if we said to to Barry Sanders, uh, when I knock twice, move that Hammond organ over to the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I loved everything about Barry. I also loved Roger. I yeah. also love I, I love seeing Teller talk to Roger. Please me very much to see what it looks like. Yeah, because I don't get to see. Everybody else gets to see Teller talking to a guy who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But I don't get to see it that much. Most people, when Teller's talking to them, they're paying attention. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was great to see someone not. <laughs> that was that was your Super Bowl. I, it was, I was vindicated. <laughs> see? It's not interesting. Look at Roger. <laughs> it's not important. He doesn't care. He's in the room at all. It's not important. It's not yeah. hard. Teller could keel over and die, and he wouldn't even look up from his phone. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's hysterical. And Keegan is so fucking good. I can't imagine. He just, first of all, he reads every word in the prompter perfectly. Yeah. And doesn't have to. Right. Both of those things. Right, right, right. So you can count on him. I don't know why you wouldn't hire Keegan to host every single thing on TV. It's actually a really good point. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, why is he fucking president? <laughs> right. <laughs> All those things are yeah, true. Yeah, I, He just seemed, uh, Keegan Michael Key seemed like one of the best people I've ever met. Yeah. You know, and just, he's hosting the whole show. Yeah. He's just relaxed, kind to everyone. Yes. That's, he, reputationally, he's considered one of the, the nicest people in show business. Yeah. yeah. And I said, uh, I'm in real show business, you know. And he said, I know, I know. This is this whole television and movie thing is not real show business. It's something. You caved right away. Something else. And I said, you've done real show business, right? He said, yes, I've done improv. I know what it's like to do real show business. He said, I worked Renaissance festivals. I said, what? He said, yes, I worked Renaissance. I said, oh, us too. He said, yeah, I know. He said, we've, we've done the same stuff. I said, so you're in real show business. He said, yes, I'm in real show business enough to know that this isn't it. <laughs> That's great. I get, I get along just wonderfully with him. Yeah. I just loved everything about him. And Al, too. Al's just really funny, fast, competent. It's just good because, you know, you do work with people. And, oh, and then we're backstage after his monologue, and he said, boy, those those jokes were 
they, they were kind of hitting. They were kind of connecting. They were doing okay. And I said, uh, uh, yeah, you, you, that was really killing. And he said, uh, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. And I said, a lot of people wouldn't be surprised, and those people would be the assholes. <laughs> I said, it's a guy that goes backstage and goes, hey. I, I, I hope this hits. That was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy I want to be backstage with, not the guy that said, well, sure as fuck they went over. What the fuck's wrong with you? No, I know. I always like, uh, you know, I get hired to do punch up work for different mm -hmm. projects, mm -hmm. and I hate working for the unfunniest people because what they think you're going to do is make spells, make comedy spells. Mm -hmm. I write these words, you say them no matter what, uh, and they're going to hit. Yeah. And then you're going to be disappointed when it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, I hate that so much. Yeah, Keegan just, I mean, he was doing, he, he knows football. Yeah. And he's doing football jokes, and I'm not kidding them. <laughs> <laughs> but the audience, the audience is, you know, that'd be like the Eagles in 84. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> you, know, you know, Taylor Swift is in Japan. The only people further from the Super Bowl than Taylor are the Minnesota Vikings. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. the Minnesota Vikings? How'd you know that? Because <laughs> they've never uh, uh, won or made okay. it to the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we should talk about masterclass. Yes. Uh, how are you doing on your master class? Master class. Uh, good. I'm, I'm cruising along on the Salman Rushdie writing. Uh, he talks about uh, even when you write fiction, you're obviously basing characters off of people you know, or basing characters off of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, reading his other book, I, he gets flack uh, from like his sister. She says, you know, in the book, you have the father character say this to the son character. You don't even have a daughter character, and that conversation actually happened. With me, and you made it about you uh -huh. in the book. I was curious. You write your you are seeing it. You get away with more truth in fiction than you can. Yeah. Have you ever had people come up to you after reading your book, knowing that, the, that they're based on? Their... I got the greatest advice ever. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was reading a book. Yeah. Forgot where it was. I don't think it was a master class. Yeah. But it was somewhere. Someone talking about writing, and they said, "Would people go up to would say, I think." When people read this, they're going to recognize themselves and be really, really upset. And I say to them, don't worry, no one's going to read it. <laughs> I have written stuff about yeah. friends that I think is crystal clear about them. And I think they're going to yell at me. Yeah. And they read the book and don't see themselves. Ah. So I think you're totally safe. Yeah, yeah. Except unless you're Salman Rushdie. <laughs> right, right, right. And basically you talked about like writing, how you're inspired by different characters, characters that challenge your own notions that make you write the book in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so he spoke out, I guess, you know, this kind of recent bias of like, only men can write stories about men, Native Americans can write stories about Native Americanism, you know. It's a tough stuff. thing because, uh, because empathy is everything. Yeah. Being able to write as someone else is really good. As a matter of fact, I think that's, uh, that's uh, one of my many flaws as a writer is I, I do write about my own experiences. Right. And I think it's it, it's limiting. I think if you if I were good, yeah, I would I would write I would write more broad. I want to listen to Salman. Yeah, he compares it to having like a journalistic notion. You know, that the journalists will go into other places and kind of get the feeling and report certain aspects of mm -hmm. life. And he says it's kind of a journalistic notion behind writing characters that have other experiences than your own. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a really cool thing. Uh yeah, masterclass. <laughs> 
I wait. I pen. I only do a pen. I know. We're not doing that. No, no. You, but I just said it. Yeah. Oh, I said it. <laughs> I, I do master classes. Yeah, over a hundred. What is it? This number has to be outdated. Yeah. But over 180, right? Yeah. 180 instructors. 180 instructors on all different kinds of subjects. Crazy amount. I, I want to make that clear that we tend to cluster. We're ready with the cooking. Yeah. Ready does everything. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we tend to cluster on, you know, Steve Martin and. Yeah. Writing and showbiz people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you haven't listened to the Amy one yet, right? I know. I should just do that one too. I should yeah. do that some simultaneously. But and they're also on. I do I have to say this anymore? They're on all formats. Yeah, yeah. And also, they are the best people in every field. And I want to underline that the best people in every. Oh, look at this! We have one in magic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really eleven categories, one hundred eighty plus instructors, fabulous content, fabulous videos, great classes. It's on apps, it's on streaming platforms. There's there's no way anybody listening to this yeah. doesn't have all the apparatus they need to enjoy this. You become a member and you get everything. People forget that. Yep. You don't you don't sign up for each class. Yeah. You become a master class member. You say you say that you're going to uh, you're going to do lifelong learning. Yeah. And then you just get all uh, you get all the classes. Yeah. No master class. Uh, you get all you get all of those. It's really good. And right now, our listeners get an additional fifteen percent off an annual membership at Masterclass. dot com slash pen. Get fifteen percent off right now at Masterclass. dot com slash pen. Masterclass. dot com. Ma- ma- no, Masterclass. dot com slash pen. <laughs> Masterclass is not available on Open Reel or Edison Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I guess what I've learned here is that they should um, have somebody talking about when you should do a glissando uh, after Masterclass every time. The the practice you could get on that because I'm not good at it. <laughs> Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So that was that gig. Yeah, you had another weird gig this week. Yeah, we went and we made mucus disappear. A big ball of snot. This is where you look back at your, your your high school bedroom, dreaming of being on, you know, Entertaining the world. And I never did. That. I know, I know. I, I didn't have, I never thought I would be, uh, yeah. uh, I never, th- I did not have those big dreams. 
all that stuff they tell you about dreaming big, I never did it. Yeah. I thought maybe I'd work as a projectionist, mm-hmm. you know, May- maybe. I never thought I could be a writer. I never thought I could be a comedian, yeah. but maybe I could be a juggler in a small circus or something. That was what I was going for. And, and when I say and that- that goes back, no, no, you're going to make mucus disappear. Yeah, whoa, yeah. In New York City. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was really nice because it, it was a street show. Oh, yeah. Because we were, in, we were in Grand Central Terminal. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's a stage set up, and there's lights, and there's teleprompter. Someone said they couldn't tell. I was reading teleprompter. Nice. So great, because Glenn had reprimanded me three times for, you're just looking at the teleprompter the whole time. And then people didn't know. Ha, 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 Glenn, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I had him pick a card. I remembered having him pick a card. And also during the, uh, oh, boy, Teller was so upset during the mucus thing. Oh, no. Because he said, you're not pulling down the, you're forgetting to pull down the thing and you're not doing the timing right. And I said, it'll be fine. We haven't done it right once during rehearsal. We'll be fine. We'll be okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Jason Alexander yeah. Uh, said that the worst kind of actors to work with are what he calls red light actors. Have you heard this term? No. Uh, red light actors are the kind of performers that don't do anything until the red light's on. He said, so you cannot tell what they're going to do. Those are my least favorite foolish magicians. Uh, <laughs> Moxie. <laughs> right? I was really helping Box. I was rooting yeah. for Box, though. That but uh, I, I now have a term for what I am. <laughs> a red light actor. Yeah, because yeah. we did all the rehearsals and I was really shitty. You could tell that the people that were paying us an enormous amount of money for this were kind of going to Glenn. Is Penn going to be, will he be paying any attention to the... Does he not know that we wrote a check? Does he (laughs) think he's donating his time? (laughs) Why is he, uh, he was backstage looking at the almonds for a long time. So Glenn, to us, this was a big check. Does Penn not give a fuck? Is that, did we not make the dial move for him? But I will tell you. When you are perfect, after sucking at all the rehearsals, you get much more praise. <laughs> you get so much praise. They come up and they go, you hit every you hit every mark. You hit all the bullet points. You did everything. You hit every one of the points for Mucinex. Everything. And I went, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other thing that, was, that really made Teller laugh is uh, we were doing an interview with one of the local TV stations who said, whoa, how did you do that? And I said, well, mirror set up like this. And she went, I, I guess you won't tell us. Because <laughs> that was the next thing she had in her notes, right? So the fact, and I'm making with my hands now, I told exactly how the trick worked. Yeah, yeah. And it was kill and tell her. Because I was just saying, oh, no, you asked me a question, I'm trying to answer it. And you're interrupting me by saying you won't tell me. And she left the interview not knowing that I told her exactly how it was done. <laughs> Just mirror set like this. And then inside the mucus outfit was Brad Pitt, right? <laughs> inside the mucus outfit was Zeke. Yeah. Zeke, who has a, first of all, he was Grimace from McDonald's. That's okay. Yeah. So I was at a rehearsal where you guys were going through this bit. Yeah. And we're like, oh, shoot, we need someone to be mucus Zeke. And Zeke was like, yeah. Like, no guff, no problem. Like, normally, you know, the crew doesn't like doing certain bits or whatever. He was like, in it. And then, like, when we were, like, pausing or doing notes or resetting or someone's going to build a new aspect or something, like, where we had a clear break. Mm-hmm. Zeke, do you want to come out of uh, mucus? I'm fine. 
Just stand there. Can we bring you a chair? No, I can't sit in this anyway. <laughs> yeah. He also, Zeke is a sullen punk. Yeah. That's his thing. He's a sullen punk. Yeah. You put him in a costume, he's not. He, I will tell you, he's the one who plays the gorilla in the Penn and Teller show. Right. And Senor Mono. Oh, it's a it's the whole show. Yeah, it's the whole show. And he is animated. Yeah. And people love him. And he's nothing like Zeke. He has motivations. He has desires. He has obstacles. <laughs> he is a real actor Everything. up there. Everything. So he was he was Grimace from McDonald's. Yes. He's he's the gorilla for us. Yeah. And no one can touch him. I got to tell you, um, Georgie. Yeah. Uh, Zeke was uh, Zeke had COVID or something, so Georgie had to fill in for uh, Senor Mono for 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 Zeke on the symbols on oh, yeah, this yeah. direction. She sucked. Now nobody moves better than Georgie. Yeah, yeah. And Georgie's very serious and learns everything, but she just did not have the inhabiting the gorilla the way Zeke does. Right, 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 right. Zeke really has it. He's, yeah. he's got it. He's got it nailed. Yes, and uh, he was great as uh, Mister Mucus. Yeah, he was great. Uh, we were touching. Ick, ick, ick. He's doing all that, and uh, you know how well uh, I. Uh, I think I'm actually very good uh, at uh, delivering puns that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the stone faced, cold delivery of a pun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it real or is it illusion? I get to do that one. <laughs> now it's time for Abra Cough Dabra. That's not even a pun. No. That's a stretch. Yeah. Uh, and they were very happy. They were very happy with everything. Good. They were very happy with everything. And that is that on their social media? Where is that live? It's all over. People are watching everywhere. Okay, good. Good, good, good. It went perfectly. And I was, um, I was more enamored of the confetti than people thought I would be. They had a big confetti drop. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, look at that. That is nice. Yeah. People thought that I would be the kind of guy who wouldn't like confetti, but they would be dead wrong. <laughs> I like confetti falling down. Look at that. It's a spectacle. <laughs> and I liked, I, liked, uh, I liked all the people. Nice. I did an interview afterwards, and they said, so why did you do this thing with Mr. Mucus? And I said, because I'm a hostage. They're holding a gun to my head. Send help. Send help. Send the SEAL team. <laughs> and we finished, we finished that interview, and the guy who was in charge said, did you just say we're holding a gun on you and you're a hostage? I said, yes, I did. Because sometimes they think if they ask you the question, yeah. it's going to be perceived as a reprimand. Yes. I perceive it as a question. <laughs> <laughs> who's the black private dick who's a sex machine for all the chicks shaft yeah yeah Nick. i don't i don't you know it's that that great mike uh mike close joke where he says i was working in ohio the other day and i said why is it that ohio people don't understand rhetorical questions and eight people raise their hands <laughs> <laughs> so someone asked us if i was on a desert island, yeah, and there was a cow with me on the desert island. Would I eat the cow? Okay. Reddy Rich took it upon himself. <laughs> Do you know this? I, I, I glanced at it and I got a chance to, to read it. But Late night's top ten answers to the ethical vegan desert island question from the Home Office in Three Way, Tennessee. All right. Would Penn eat a cow if he were alone on a desert island with it? Number 10, 
Why eat cows when you can milk the cow for free? Number nine, yes. Number eight, no. Number seven, maybe. Number six, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Number five, Wilson. Number four, them cows sure is good swimmers. <laughs> Number three, shouldn't it be deserted island? <laughs> Two, how the hell did a cow get here? <laughs> Number one, I didn't see no cow, Your Honor. So that is uh, that is a now we've had possibly yeah the most exciting news ever on uh, on Penn Sunday School. Okay, mm -hmm. we talked a lot about obliterated. Yes, and how much we loved obliterated. Yes, we even said, wouldn't it be great if a cast member got in touch with us? Yes, we even stated who would be our favorite cast member to get in mm -hmm. touch with us, which was the tech girl. Yes. I think she's credited as tech girl, so don't yes. tech chick or something. Yeah. It's something. Uh, the name of the role. Yeah, the role. I said, wouldn't that be great? We had an email from Kimmy. Who, that's the woman who plays Kimmy Ridge, 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 Ridges. I, no, no, no. That's Ruffles that have those. Kimmy. We got an email from Kimmy's mother. That was crazy. Right, right. Kimmy's mother. Maybe she listens to Sunday school. I don't know. I cringe at the thought. Right. Because we did. We were old guys talking about Kimmy for a while. Yeah. Uh, her mother said, Kimmy used to learn magic tricks. One of Kimmy's favorite shows on TV, she never misses it ever, is Fool Us. Yeah. And you said you she's an obliterated. She plays tech chick. Yeah. And the mother said, uh, here's her email address. <laughs> Reminds me of the on the Donovan Live album from nineteen sixty seven. Yeah. The the MC says, and now here he is, Donovan's father. <laughs> and Donovan's father comes out to introduce Donovan. That's what I like. We have from obliterated Kimmy's mother. <laughs> um so I wrote to Kimmy. Yeah. And uh, she said she would love to be on our podcast. Oh, yay. So I asked when she's going to be in Vegas again because she thought she, sh she shot obliterated here. Yes. And she uh, she's stand-up. Mm-hmm. And she's the stand-up in Seattle. Okay. Uh, so- uh, But that'll happen then. She's- we have a lot of yeah. stand-up festivals and she, comedy festivals She's tough, here. tough, tough. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've been making jokes back and forth and uh, she is someone we definitely want on the show. Oh, great. She's just delightful. Good. Just great. Oh, I can't wait. And and funny and smart and understands obliterated just like we did. Right. And uh, has the same vibe on everything mm. and thought it was great and loved being on it. And it was it was just, it's just terrific in every way. And I said, I love the fact that your mother wrote to me. And she also did something that I do all the time, which made me so happy. She said, my mother is great. She's the best. I love her. And my father, too. Ah, you know, you know, I always do that. I always say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about how I would love one pair and have to throw in the other one. She was just, uh, she was just great. Now, um, we got to address this. <clears throat> I just wanted to write in cause I'm, I'm not going to say the person's name Yeah, because I, in case I say something I, I feel bad about, I just wanted to write in because I'm shocked that something you said in episode 10 of fool us 
When responding in code, at one point you mentioned that people watch us for various reasons. You started listing a few, and among them was some people tune in just to see Brooke. I'm shocked because I have always looked up to you and spoken very highly of you. Thank you. You have always been so genuine, sincerely kind every time we see your shows in person. I think perhaps you didn't even realize how that comment came across because I can't imagine you, I think it means would, um, say something like that like that of you did. Okay. Hearing you reduce your female host to mere eye candy was truly appalling. As a woman, it was truly disheartening to hear such a genuine person reduce a woman to that over television. Please continue to be part of the solution to women being uh, consistent, mis- consistently, I think she means, mistreated rather than adding to the problem, please. Well, first of all, you're right. Absolutely. I didn't, when, when you say, I don't think you knew how that came across, you might want to add to that to me. Because I'm not sure it came across that way to everybody. Right. It may have come across to the writer of this. Mm-hmm. And I respect that very much. But um, I, I could have very easily said to see Zeke, you know, if Zeke had been in the previous bit. Right. I might have said that. Or if Jonathan Ross were still the hosts. Yeah. I might have said to see Jonathan. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Good point. I may have actually said that at one point. Just to see Jonathan. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's okay to speak with an accent. It may not be okay to hear with one. I might be totally innocent on this. Also, that is the way Brooke presents herself. She's, she's very comfortable spinning things towards eye candy for her. Yeah. Uh, she is very comfortable. I'm not. And uh, the fact that someone can write in as someone who's working with a female host and they have one line that that person might have said, it would probably be every show for many other people. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, yeah, you can't, if someone is offended, you can be like, hey, you weren't offended. You shouldn't be offended or you're not offended. You know, you are. And so you, you interpreted yeah. that. And so that stinks. Right. But I think uh, uh, that's all we need to say about that is good point. Yeah. It's not what I usually do. Yeah. I did it then, but I would have certainly, certainly, certainly said it about uh, Jonathan Ross. But I will tell you, uh, I would have said to see Jonathan Ross, and, and I would have meant it in a he's attractive sexual context. Right. It wouldn't be because he's funny. And I've been okay with that. I've been very okay with that. If our host were um, were Brad Pitt, yeah, wouldn't that be great? I would just say, Brad, you're listening. some people just tune in to see Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is there any any part of you that doesn't think I would say that? No, no, no. And I, I, I think well, uh, we had who was the uh, who was the gorgeous guy we had on the tall African American guy from Chicago that Brooke went crazy for cash. Wasn't it cash? Yeah. Yeah. We had cash on. Yeah. I made a reference to cash being attractive. Yeah, I did. And the episode is basically named, uh, I think the episode title references Brooks yeah. saying he was attractive. Yeah. And that did not in any way diminish his magic. But during all this talk, we are assuming the show exists in a vacuum and not culturally. Right. So maybe we are now at a time when you can say, boy, that guy's a piece of ass. And boy, that woman, nice to have her here. Yeah. I Maybe mean, we're going to live at a time when that's correct. And I, I'll, I'll buy that. 
No, I and, and we it is it is modern strange times, right? Like um, recently, there was a, a appearance of a a woman magician on a talent show, mm-hmm. and they used very standard magician lines when things were going a little off the rails. Mm-hmm. That woman magician came off chauvinistic, also it, like the way they edited the show. The host rolled her eyes. She got reprimanded by the hosts. And it was it was it was really uncomfortable, and it was like, oh, I guess. We are holding everyone accountable the same way. Oh, she made comments about men. Uh, no, she made comments about another woman. She's a woman magician. Oh, says so something. Uh, it was a uh, was an America's Got Talent, and we I, all know that. I know. I know. That's why, <laughs> that's why I was just conceding that because it was going longer. Um, but I don't want to call out the other magicians. I don't want people to like look into it and right. and and have her, her get more flack. But it said something like, "Oh, you know," after she was messing up everything, the magician said, "Oh, she can read." And oh, we got like a big, like whatever. Now, if you're at a party, you know, you're table hopping, you know, whatever, that line probably still gets a laugh right now, yeah. you know, like not even, it's not even, not even antiquated. I think it just, just if you're, if you're playing the flustered, frustrated magician, you're going to say weird suffering fools ad libs that do get laughs all the time, yeah. you know, and it just, but on, uh, with the national TV lens, it came off differently and backfired. And so it's similar, I think in this case here, I don't think you were saying, Something that outlandish to me, but again, if the person well, is upset, I, they're upset. I, you know, in, in fairness to the uh, writer, yeah, uh, they're not saying it's outlandish. They're just saying they're holding me. To, it's a very complimentary letter. Yeah, they're holding me to a very high standard. I'd see that, but I try very hard. I have never been, you know, uh, one of those guys who says I can't tell when a man's good looking. Yeah, whatever yeah. that is. I've never been that kind of guy, and I make sexual comments about men all the time that's true yeah and in that same like an example of being horrible would be if you were to name brooke uh, a body part on brooke instead of just brooke or something like that. i could do that though <laughs> no don't name it i can i can bring to mind many of her body parts <laughs> I, I understand she has nice hands she does mm-hmm. very she nice. does and then someone else busted me on saying that uh, judaism is a religion which i won't even get into I believe we can't say anything correct about no. that topic no, where we won't um, just get a lot more letters in return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so that was the cracked interview. That wasn't here. Okay. But that was the interview uh, didn't crack. But people seem to like So I'm, I'm off then. Yeah. If I cracked, I don't have to worry the, about that. You're off the hook. That was me. Phew. Okay. So then we also, to cover all the bits, we made mucus disappear in New York. Yes. And that was wonderful. Mm-hmm. We flew right back. Mm-hmm. And uh, made Roger Goodell, yeah, Good Goodell, 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 turn into uh, 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 Barry Sanders, yeah. And then we, um, the third thing we did was we went on um, CBS this morning. Is that the name of a show? That is, and uh, with uh, with uh, Gail King, mm-hmm. Gail King and Nathan and Tony, the yeah. three people on. We had a real Super Bowl ring. We had a real one, which we couldn't say where we got it because you're not supposed to loan them. Oh, funny! So we, someone did us a big favor, and then said, "Don't, don't, don't say we did this favor." Oh, that's crazy! Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but and then I said on the air to put smoke around it. Yeah, uh, I said, uh, you know, we were on the USO tour with uh, with Vince uh, Wilfork, mm-hmm. and uh, so I saw a lot of Super Bowl rings. But this is from last year. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't Vince they gave it to us yeah yeah someone else yeah oh yeah a mystery ring person a mystery ring and the they're trick, gigantic the trick oh very yeah it almost broke the stem of the rose but we, <laughs> we did the trick and Glenn told me Glenn said to me it's going to be really cold 
never crossed my mind. But we, our call was 4 a.m. Oh, geez. 4 a.m. in front of the um, body of water in front of the Bellagio. Yes. So I had my Canadian goose jacket over my suit. And Zeke was so funny because Zeke said to me, um, Ben, it's 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. There are no chairs there. You've got to stand up. It's freezing cold. I think this whole appearance is going to be going to come out and kick you in the nuts and be done with it. <laughs> it just seems like this is just, we want Penn to be as miserable as possible. Just kick him in the nuts. We told Penn and Teller they were going to do a ring trick for national TV, for CBS. We just brought him up and kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> so this was the odd thing. I told that to the producer as a little joke. I said, You're just, we're freezing out here. It's four in the morning. It seems like you're just going to come up here and just kick us in the nuts. Her reaction was to put a hand on each shoulder and bring her knee up really close to my nuts repeatedly and said, oh, I can kick people in the nuts. Talk to my ex-husband. My <laughs> ex-husband says, that's all I did was emasculate him and kick him in the nuts. I'll kick you in the fucking nuts. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Imagine if you ran into him, he's like, you know, she's right. All I do is talk about being hit in the nuts. My ex-wife. I ruined date after date after date. Just talking about. Uh, but that was. That and the reason why is because I miss it. I miss were, being kicked in the nuts. They were also, I they were it. also great. Yeah. Uh, Gail King was wonderful. Yeah. Because everybody knows that. Nathan and, and Tony were great too. Yeah. There was one moment. I don't know what happened. They're talking about giving away tricks on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I said, I like that because it got people into this that were, uh, that don't just look like us. Yeah. Because when the secrets are kept from people, it gets handed down. Oh, great. Now just, we're going to get aggregated by all the magic forums, old, posting links to this episode. Old white guys, right? I said, it's all, I said, um, she, I said, it's just all old white guys. And she said, are you sick of old white guys? <laughs> and I looked to my, away from her to the other side because the other host was African-American. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Nate was African-American. Mm-hmm. So I looked over at him and she said, why are you looking at him when I ask if you're sick of old white guys? Because <laughs> I thought she was asking him the question. <laughs> I'm sick of old white guys. I sure. thought maybe everybody standing <laughs> on that set at four fucking a.m. were sick of old white guys. Yeah, But she said, why are you looking at him? And then I felt embarrassed like oh did i do something racist to thinking that oh not everybody's sick of all white guys oh man i don't know it's a minefield minefield everything's a minefield i actually um i went and saw jersey boys at the orleans uh, really, how was that? really good they have a really fantastic cast and i can't believe how much they really brought the big broadway show back here it's really impressive uh what they've done over there and and it's a really well-written show i forgot how well-written it is good it's a really well-written show the show's been around for a minute. Right. And so they and, they changed one of the jokes uh-huh. in it from uh, uh, something that maybe maybe a little insensitive to something that was less insensitive. And that happened, right? My youngest had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so um, I said, we can wait till intermission. And then I realized they were doing the full Broadway version and not the Vegas version. And intermission was a little further away than I thought. So I got up and I walked my son to the bathroom. My wife texted me. I saw you walk our son out of the theater, is everything okay? And I said, he's really upset that they changed the joke in the second <laughs> act. 
He said, go woke, go broke, and we'll be at the bowling alley. <laughs> Eating real sausage, not vegan <laughs> Not <sausage>. vegan sausage. <laughs> but no, it was, uh, it was really cool. It was really, it was really cool to see that. What was the joke again. that you're going to tell us? Oh, so they, there's, a, there's a thing where they say, um, uh, Frankie and Bobby, right? They're, they used to say they're, they're like two Chinese twins. Siamese twins. Right, so they say Chinese to, to make her sound dumb. Oh, I see. But the idea of even referencing Siamese twins or Chinese twins, I guess. I used to say conjoined. Right. So they're like conjoined twins <laughs> from China. <laughs> they just said they're like two peas in a pot or something, right? Is how they changed the line. They're like two peas on a tree. No, you're so stupid. They come in a pot. <laughs> I can rewrite this shit. <laughs> right. We are missing the you're still an idiot element of that. Well, because you're a woman, so you can't read. <laughs> Phew. Controversy avoided. <laughs> Done. So are you are you going to watch the Super Bowl? I am. Is there a Super Bowl party you've got planned? Yeah, yeah. Our friend's uh, JD. Uh, you know JD. Yeah. And Beth, um, you know, friends of Perry. And so we're going to go over there. And their, their, their children, our children, are friends. And so we're going to have a big Super Bowl party. Big, so are you going to have wings? I don't know. He's the cook. So he he's the big cook. We just bring- Is he a cook? Is he a good yeah, cook? Yeah, he's a really he's a really good cook. So we'll have Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, he makes like pizza's own pizza dough and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Emily, my wife, mm -hmm. is at the Super Bowl. She's at the Super Bowl? Yeah, at the Super Bowl. Okay. She's going to the Super Bowl. Uh, 45 grand? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't know how she weaseled it, but she did. No, she weaseled it because um, our friend Perry, who died. Yes. These are his tickets, and she's going with his widow. Oh. Because my wife is doing a lot of widow practice. Uh-oh. I think she's getting ready. She's taking the laps, taking yeah, notes. Yeah, just the smart thing she'll be able to do as a widow. So when you die, the first Facebook post will be like, don't worry, I'm fully prepared. I'm fully prepared. No problem. I got this. I can do the widow thing. Yeah. <laughs> she's, uh, she's you know, she's dying with Dara. Yes. You know, Gilbert's widow. Right. There you and go. And also uh, Robin, yeah. Barry's widow. Yeah. Spends a lot of time talking to them. How actually did you get to be a widow? She asked, that's a question she asked about. <laughs> You're you're adjusting pretty well, right? Yeah. Do people expect a lot of crying? <laughs> I mean, do you have to fake a lot of crying? <laughs> a lot of, lot of that, a lot of that. So she's at the Super Bowl, and then Moxie's working uh -huh. a retail on the Strip, which seems unpleasant today. Mm -hmm. And then Zoltan, who has never said a word about football, yeah, is hosting a Super Bowl party. That. I believe it's performance art. I, <laughs> I don't doubt that. I don't really all. understand it. The last time I interacted with your son, Zoltan, he was just sincere and just said something to me, and I was thrown off guard tremendously. Yeah. Do you think, I, this is just a question, as a father would ask, yeah. do you think he's crossed me in crazy? <laughs> uh, yes. Because uh, I didn't get, I didn't get to this level of nutty. Uh, till I was like 24. Every time I talk to him, I do feel like it's a time machine. And I'm like, this is what it would have been like to try to, if I was a teacher in Penn's high school uh, or along yeah. those lines, this is what it feels like. Yeah, I believe it. You know, Teller is the only person that knows, that knew me at that age. Yeah. He knew me at Zoltan's age. He knew me yeah, at yeah. 17. And he knows Zoltan. And he, he's, he's the only one that is completely comfortable with Sultan. No problems. <laughs> Understands everything. Uh-huh. I know where we're going with this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking to someone about Sultan going to college, and Lawrence O'Donnell said something I thought was really beautiful. <laughs> Lawrence O'Donnell said, yes, Zoltan is smarter than you.
and you should tell people that he's smarter than you. You should make that clear. But that doesn't mean anything, Penn. <laughs> make me a promise and tell people yeah. my son is smarter than Lawrence O'Donnell Jr. He speaks better, he's faster, and he has more recall. Tell them that because, Penn, that means <laughs> Saying he's smarter than you, who cares? Who cares? He's smarter than Lawrence O'Donnell Jr. Yeah, yeah. Because Lawrence is always really impressed by uh, by my son. Yeah. And all that. So I don't know what this party is today. Yeah, I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> it's performance Is he going to put a jersey on or something? I don't know what he's doing. All I, I don't know what he's doing. I hope he does like a lot of bro speak, a lot of like jock speak. He was, he was leaning into that kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, I changed, I've now changed my Super Bowl plans. I don't. I want to come to this party. I don't think he knows the rules of football. Right. But he's, it's a big thing. His friends are coming over and it's, it's Zoltan's Super Bowl party. That's pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) Really. I'm, I'm a big supporter of this. And I said, uh, (laughs) perfect conversation. So Zoltan, why are you having a Super Bowl party? Because we're Americans. Okay. Uh, why don't you come by, Dad? Why don't you come by? Uh, I said, uh, I, I really, aren't you an American? <laughs> yes. I said, I'll be in my office writing. He said, you should watch the game. Come watch the game. You say stuff like the game. So I don't know. I, I, I love it. I don't know what I'm walking. Him practicing that kind of sports speak is great. He's practicing being, being with a tone, being an American. Yeah, yeah, he's being an American. That's really so. Great. That's the rest of my day, and you're going to head out, but you're not in a huge hurry. No, because it starts at three thirty, right? There. Yes, I got to stop by the supermarket, get a couple things. I thought you said you were responsible for the. You're still going to bring something. I got to bring a little little dip, a little appetizer. I I always think of Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee, she got to have it. Spike Lee's first movie. Yeah. When the three men are coming to the woman's house that they're all courting, the three men show up at once. Probably the thing I've identified with the most in any movie ever. So when Spike Lee's character goes, we're supposed to bring something? I didn't know we were supposed to bring something. No, we told we were supposed to bring something. We're supposed to bring something? I didn't know it. I didn't know we were supposed to bring something. That's the way I always feel. I used to always feel that way, and then I and then I married my wife. Uh-huh. to make sure that we never feel that way, because we always have to bring stuff. So she makes a vegan spinach dip. I get the proper chips for that. Yeah. A couple of drinks, different drinks to bring, that kind of stuff. See, I, I still don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still am not good at that. I find that people aren't, it's not as, it's not as, culturally like a must as it used to be mm-hmm. i don't think anyone's like oh empty-handed are we i don't think that's a common well you know aj our funny aj ronald mcdonald yeah aj used to say uh when you go visit someone's house you always knock on their door with your foot you just kick their door and i said why do, why do you kick their door he said because both arms are full with things you're bringing them And always remember, if you show up at someone's house, you don't have to kick the door. You have to leave and come back with stuff. Oh. That's his little mnemonic device. Man. And that, and that, that guy knew how to ne- ne- negotiate a lot in this world. He sure did. He yeah. knew, he'd do schmoozing. Yeah. He, wrote, he actually wrote the book yeah. on schmoozing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, AJ would do all that stuff. He would call every week with a joke. He had a whole list of 30 people he called. And every Monday he would call them, not people like me. 
Right. But people that work in our office. Yeah. You yeah. call Glenn, he call Laura. Yeah. He call everybody that he knew that worked in the office that got him tickets and did him favors. He'd tell them a joke. When he found a little toy that he thought was interesting, like a little wind up toy that was yeah. funny, he would find the distributor, write to China, buy two cases, keep them in his trunk, put them in his pocket, give them everybody saw. That's the way you live. That's next level. That's the that way you next live. level. That's the way you live. Yeah, yeah. But you're going to bring dip. I'm going to bring dip. Okay. I'm yeah. going to go home and bring nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to a Super Bowl party. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a show Thursday, February 22nd in Los Angeles, Silver Lake area. I'm playing the Lyric Hyperion. Solo show, one hour. Come check it out. Good idea. Good idea. And this is Penn Sunday School. It's yeah. brought to you by... Masterclass. You can get 15% off it now at masterclass.com slash pen. That was Pen Sunday School. That was Pen Sunday School. Cha cha cha. And to You become naked. What a bonehead kicker, huh? What's that? That bonehead kicker. Yeah. No, no, dipshit. Dipshit kicker. Yeah. The losing team at a dipshit kicker. That's right. Losing team at a dipshit kicker. Hey, Matt Donnelly. You got anybody to thank? Yes. I want to thank the people who uh, help. Well, honestly, straight up, you help my children go to the doctor. So let's give a shout out to the people who support us over at patreon.com slash pen. Go there if you haven't and check out all the different rewards we offer there. I want to thank Nick Dingman, Colin Durham, Susie Felber, Lancey Minshew, Harlan Liam Clark, Michelle Yeiser, Brogan Hastings, Placida Scott, Damian Martin, Garth Reynolds, Adam Luce Red Random, and he loved it. Timo Tihoff, Mark Pickenheim, Terry, Scott Kelly, Kirk Barrett, Adam Burzens, Carlos Alvarez, Michael Cornwall, Rob Allegar, Ross Devereaux, Ryan Matthews, Jeff Bakker, Michael Torbay, Elon Lee, Jeff Loomis, Jacob McCulley, Impetuous Man, that's how that's spelled, Impetuous Man, Nicole Martin, Music Man, Keith Corning, Off the Record, No Thank You Daddy, <laughs> Rachel Hawkins, Jake Schneider, Pete Hoke, Kelly McCauley, Corey Mitchell, Robin Garnett, UpturnCoach.com, turn up your profit, not your budget. Love Julie, Lynn, and Tom. Obi Dimitrian Jr., Jeremy R22, Winter Weirkowski, Kristen Kledick, Hadi Wambi, Michael Cohen, Quiet Numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Dr. Scoop Little, Jeremiah Jenkins, Piff the Magic Dragon, buy the book at PiffTheMagicDragon.com, Alexander Hoffman, Danny Olwine, Stephen Volcano, Jim the Magician Who, you know, Scoop Mids, and of course, Paul McBride. Thank you so much. Magic class. And you know we love you. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.